Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 Yo, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good. I think um, this is the podcast, right? This is the podcast. And uh, I think, you know, we went weeks without doing them sometimes. We tried to stay in a schedule, and we just could never do it. And so, uh, this is my take. And I know it's your podcast, but this is my take. I think we just do it when we can. Yeah, I agree. You'll get one a week, yep. and we don't know when it's coming, because, you know, kids and, you know, you got pantyhose stuff to do and i've got stuff no i don't have stuff but you know but I mean, you've you got, got dogs stuff. and a yeah, girlfriend yeah, wants yeah, to yeah. see you and yeah you know. relationship i guess yeah right so that you got your mom asking to come over and fix a fucking true, ipad true, and, true 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 yeah there is that you know so there were times where i was like oh man i could do it today and you're like i had to fucking go to my mom's yeah and that's true there were a couple of those remote but, control isn't working yeah or relationship stuff like i've got something planned right we're supposed to be going out so this i think day. if we could just knock it out whenever we can yeah. then you know uh, that way we can do it weekly right yeah so kim without uh i won't even say when we're recording this because it doesn't matter but I will say this, that in this moment, right now, most people, when they listen to this, will probably already know uh, how the Michigan game went. But this is before the Michigan this game. This is before sure. the Michigan game that we're recording. So Lazo's sitting here in his Michigan sweatshirt. I got my Michigan right now, shoes on. A guy from Detroit, Michigan. The Lions are in the playoffs. And they got to play fucking Stafford. And they've got to play Stafford. Yeah, it could be more Lions shit. And, and Michigan is in the national championship. Now... To go to the Lions thing real quick, I don't know if you were watching the post-game stuff on TV this weekend, but uh, I saw people talking about um, should the Detroit you know, organization put together some sort of Stafford highlight reel or like a, you know, hey, thank you, will people applaud him when he first gets there and then boo him once the game starts? Will there be some sort of... Welcome back. We appreciate everything you did. And look, I'm not a Lions fan, so I mean, I'm rooting for them, obviously, like a lot of America is, but I'm not a Lions fan, so I don't know the ins and outs of it. But the way they talked about Stafford, I know Stafford was good, yeah. but the way they talked about it was almost as if you would have thought that Stafford took you to a Super Bowl. No, I think that's why like, we love him. Okay. I think we love him because that team is like the same reason why I love Barry. Now, Barry was, the, I think, maybe the best running back ever. Yeah. Um. I know some people I think would argue. A lot of people would agree. Though. Yeah, but there's Jim Brown, Emmett sure. Smith, Walter Payton, right? But to me, Barry. 
I think people love Stafford because that dude was just so fucking tough. He just kept getting back up, and the team sucked around him. They just yeah. sucked. Yeah. You know? And, so they felt and then, bad for him. Like, well, ah, just like, and, and they thought again. that he caught, caught a lot of, you know, uh, unfair strays. Okay. You know what I mean? Because he did have, you know, Megatron for a little bit. And, yep. But even that Dallas game that they went to the playoffs and that bullshit call. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think people just like, man, they, they like him. Yeah. Like he stuck it okay. out. He tried okay. his hardest. And, you know, nobody was, everybody was like, yeah, go win a Super Bowl, man. Get out I knew of this. That, get out of which this. Which I was a little surprised. City. But he like, explained go. that to me when he left that people were like, okay, uh, I have good. a Rams yeah. hat. Yeah, go do When he thing. left, I bought yeah. a Rams hat. I wear it sometimes. I heard that some Detroit fans were rooting for him in L.A. Like, hey, this is his chance, yeah, right? Yeah, I, and I was all in for him. for him. So, but the idea that but he would come back. But now it's like, you know, hey, now let's beat him. Right, and it wasn't last year. You know, it's it's like at this point, you're in the playoffs now. I understand what you're saying. That all makes sense to me. But the idea that you would put together some sort of a quick you know, tribute video. Yeah, fuck uh, that. 10 or 50 say, no, 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 no. I mean, look, no. I know that it's not Philadelphia, but I still think it's Detroit. Like, I, I would think that's a bad idea. You I don't think need to they, do that. I think it'll be mixed reaction when he comes out on the field, but yeah. I could He's see not, when you go to the games, you know, I go to a lot of games where you're sitting there. If you get there an hour early in your seats and you're watching the guys are out on the field practicing, warming up, people are coming and going. I could see the first time he comes out there that maybe the people that are already in the stadium that are in the stands will give him a quick, hey, you know. It'll be an man? interesting reaction. But I don't think that there's going to, there's no need to put together a tribute video at this point. You're in the playoffs. Fuck that. Yeah, He's the go enemy. Win. You got to you gotta go win. You got to go win. Yes. And you got to be like, all right, man, you went and got your Super Bowl. Yeah. That's what you wanted to do, and you didn't believe we could rebuild. Now we're going to fuck you up. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's got to be the attitude. Like, you were wrong. I think, you know, for Matt Stafford, surely he wants to go back and beat Detroit, but I don't think there's, like, any ill will on his part. Yeah. You know, even in those AT&T or Sprint commercials or whatever, he's like, wait, so I can leave the thing I loved for yeah, something yeah. new, right? Yeah. Like, he always kind of said, I love Detroit. Yeah. Um, Chiefs had players like that I think for Jared Goff, where they fucking gave up on him, even after he got him to a Super Bowl, I think that guy's got pressure on him. Well, like absolutely. you cannot go out and just get railed by no. the guy they gave out. To, you know that that everybody that the, the Rams are like you're, you're no good. This is this to me. Feels if we want to win a Super Bowl, we got to go get this Stafford guy. I feel like for him, it's got to feel almost as big as a Super Bowl. This, yeah. this game because I agree of the circumstances and that the, you know who's coming and back. A Detroit and the team, I think, like man. You know, we did so well. Yeah. But if we lose to Stafford, like, literally, I think there'd be only be two teams that they could lose to where the Detroit fans would just go back to fuck these guys. And that's the Rams. Yeah. And the Packers. Yeah, the Packers. And only sense. because, you know, our for us, we don't really have Lions fans. We don't really have a rival. Because we just sucked for so no long. One, no one really took you on as a rival. Yeah. yeah. But if we ever made the playoffs, we always fucking lost to the Packers in the first round. Yeah. So I'd be like, well, here we are. Good. Good record. Lost to the Packers again. And then now, you know, it was either going to be the Packers or the Rams. It was yeah. like fucking Detroit. But they might be able, you know, if they win, if they were to be able to beat the Rams, then it'll be like, hey, not, not the same old Lions. No. Not the same old Lions. And so we we'll made see. the right decisions. But. As a, as a guy who's from Michigan, Detroit, yeah. Michigan, this moment where, because as I said earlier, 
as we record this, the fo- the college game hasn't happened yet, Man. and obviously the playoff game hasn't happened yet. So to have because na- it keeps saying on TV, this is the first time the Lions have won their division since whatever year it was. Yeah. I heard it uh, years, several times yesterday, sometime in the nineties, I think. And then uh, you know, for Michigan to be in the national championship, to have both of those things happen at the same time, that's the stat I want to see. When's the last time they had two teams that were both? You know, at this level, in the same in the same year, in the same football season, in the same anything no, season. Like, uh, well, now the Red Wings used to do great, and I'm so guessing they, there was a time when the Red Wings overlapped with the Pistons, yes, maybe for okay. sure. Okay, because yeah. that would have been your for thing. Sure. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I was thinking maybe early 2000s. Yeah, felt like the sure. Red Wings were still doing well they in the were. early 2000s, yeah. and the Pistons had the that Pistons. Wrong. There were times where you'd be like, "Oh man, Red Wings tonight in the playoffs, Pistons tomorrow." Like you're you had a month of just straight games right. as they both went and tried to win it all. So. In those games, but I can't remember any time where the Lions and the Wolverines were good. Well, and I, I got you know, like back then, I would think. That, I mean, good maybe, but not like you know. No, not, not like good. This. Yeah, right. The, the the Red Wings being good and the Pistons being good. I always got the impression from you that it was like if you're from Detroit, even if you probably weren't naturally inclined to be a hockey fan or a basketball fan, you sort of became fans of those two sports because those were the teams that you could believe in that. If they weren't good this season, there was a chance that they could be good, right. especially the Red Wings. The Red Wings, you always kind of expected to be right. competitive I mean, at least. Down. And now yeah. the Pistons, you know, somebody said that in order for the Lions That's to win, they like. had to sell their soul to the devil, and the Pistons and Red Wings went along with it. Right. That's They're like, okay, like. we'll we gave suck up, forever. We gave up on right. them. But, but you know what? As a fan, if you're, especially if you're a football fan, this has got to be a great feeling. Man, I did not think so. Growing up, and I think just my age, growing up, being a Michigan fan, all week, I mean, you were excited before every game, right? And everybody in my street had big Michigan flags, and um, and then there'd always be like some outlier Michigan State family where you're like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. But um, it was all about beat Ohio State. That's what you said. That's that, it. That, that was beat the State. annual. Beat Ohio thing. State, win the Big Ten. That's it, right? Like, and yeah, so. You, you said to play in Ohio State. Kind of almost felt like Christmas, Christmas. For, for fans because this does. was the game. It still does. Because the morning before, no guarantee you're going to get anything else this exciting. And you probably actually there's some guarantee that you might not get anything else this exciting. Right. This is the game of the year. It's always right. playing Ohio State. Yeah, and every you know even you know this year. Yeah, it's like Christmas morning when you go play Ohio State. You're like this is it, man. Yeah, this is fucking great. This is what I read, and I know it's crazy. You're a fan, so I you know for people who don't love sports. You know, whatever. I, it probably just seems ridiculous, and I understand the ridiculousness that it sounds, right? Yeah. But it's like, man, this is what you read on the internet about the off season and all this stuff about how they were going to be good. It's you know, it's a really, it, it's a hobby, but it's a hobby that you don't control. Yeah. Which to me is really interesting because most things, if you have a hobby, you control it. Yeah, I play course. golf, I go play golf, right? Uh, you know, but this one is like, I'm so invested in it and have absolutely nothing to fucking do with it. Of course. Right? It's, and so, being, it's a being a fan. Right. And that's how it works. And so it's You like Christmas. to think you have something to do with it. Something in your brain is always telling you. Right. Like, I got to watch. I got to, right. you know, you don't want to be late. You don't want to miss sure. anything. You don't want to jinx anything. There's always that superstitious aspect. But yeah, otherwise, you're just sitting in the back seat. You have no right. control over the wheel. And so, uh, you know, you'd wake up, you know. Uh, on Ohio State morning, and it'd be like Christmas, and it still is. Now, this year, before the Alabama game, I didn't feel that way. 
And I mean, I was excited for it, and I hope that they won. You, so were you? But you weren't super sickly nervous. No, okay. I was like, you know, I don't know. Alabama's good, you know, whatever, man. We beat fucking Ohio State three years in a row. They can fucking suck a dick. Like that was it. Like yeah. whatever. Fuck Alabama. We got. A, I don't give a fuck we about got Alabama. What we, need. Right. we got what we need. And if anything else is just gravy, right? Yeah. Like great. The big game already happened. Yeah. Um. Because it's so instilled in you that that is that's, the big that, that's game. all that matters. Yeah. And there was nothing really else besides that growing up there was no playoff yeah. so after that you went to the rose bowl if you won and then you played like usc or something and you lost and you know so whatever fuck it yeah and that's kind of like oh we're going to the rose bowl same thing we're playing alabama I'm fine. i hope we win i was cheering my you know i was excited and you know what i mean but yeah. it was like not you know in levels i was che- i want to say cheering less i was uh, less l- anxious or whatever right yeah. less Invested and anxious, sir. If I were, if I'm 120 percent invested into the Ohio State game, I was 100 percent invested into the Alabama game. Right. You could feel the difference. Okay. I woke up this morning like a fucking kid, just so excited about the national championship. Maybe more excited than the Ohio State game. Well, yeah, I mean, like holy fuck, it's we're gonna fucking do it. Like we can it's do a it. Big deal. And it feels good. You like there's like you're playing one of your old rivals from the Pacific. You know the. West Coast teams of fucking Pac-12, like we played them in Rose Bowl. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's and and, and uh, it's not Alabama, Georgia, Clemson. Fuck all those guys, right? It's like okay, this is old school, and I and uh, you know I, I was really excited, as, really excited this morning. As a fan who watches a lot of it, I mean, I know obviously they're great. How good is Washington? Like, really good. Like, do you were you hoping for? someone else or were you hoping that it would be Washington you know what I mean like going into this at the end of the regular season when you're looking at those teams to be honest with you maybe that's why I didn't feel as excited like I was like Alabama right they fucking win this thing all the time like the college football playoff is basically the Alabama invitational yeah. and when they got in I was like fuck of course well great we're the number one seed we got to play fucking Alabama they fucking win this thing all the time, and they just beat Georgia. And Georgia's a, what, three-time defending yep. national champ, whatever. Like, oh, God. So, but I kind of had the feeling that, you know, they might be able to beat Texas or Washington. Okay. You know, so okay. well, I think Washington's what is really good. Saying? What is Vegas saying? Do you Michigan's know? a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Ooh. <laughs> Right, because I tried figuring out last week, and it looked like it was a uh, toss-up, but a four and a half point favorite. Yeah, not too shabby, my friend. So now, do you think? Let me ask you this: If they lose, which I don't think they will, but if they were to lose, do you think that it would hurt as much as a loss to Ohio State? Or have no. you told yourself, okay, good? So no. then there you go. You can enjoy it more. It's like a kid on Christmas without the fear. Of I mean, the it'll total- hurt and it'll sting, and it'll be like, God damn it, man, so close. I wish they could have pulled it off, but not like if. Ohio State would Ohio State would have just kept winning like they had been and beating our ass like that's this may sting more yeah if they lose tonight it may sting more maybe like fuck but losing to Ohio State is like depressing yeah I don't know that it would be depressing and be like yeah damn it where losing to Ohio State is like 
Right, you have to hide. It's I'm shame because you don't want to see a single and Ohio State fan say something. I don't even live in Michigan anymore no. where there's Ohio State fans or Michigan fans. you got the goddamn are, internet. It's right. so you can see someone like, talking ah, shit from Ohio. Yeah, make you ah. sick. I, t- I get that. I mean, as a kid, obviously, the biggest rivalries in sports And those jabs still go, you know. Yeah. We had the, the Raiders rivalry I did one, in the Real 90s, quick, I did but, one the other day. So there's a – I don't even know if I should say this because she deleted it, but I won't say any names, but there's a, a lady – uh, Ladies, a lady uh, that I kind of know, who is a uh, Ohio State fan, and uh, we've talked smack a little bit over the years. Um, I think one time her parents were in town and they had an Ohio State blanket. Okay. Um, we were at a, a, a kid's baseball game and it was freezing out, and they said you could sit on the blanket. I said I'd rather. Fucking freeze to death to her parents. Like, I'm not sitting on that blanket. And they laughed, right? Yeah. Like, I would not do it. So anyway, there was this thing on Instagram, and it was, uh, she must have been home for the holidays, right? And it was a camera, and it panned these cars. There was, like, an Audi and a BMW and all these uh, SUVs, right? Okay. Lexus, Acura, whatever. And then it went across to uh, a Hyundai or whatever. Sure. I don't remember what it was. A Kia. And it went across, and it showed all of them, right? And then it said, guess which one uh, is the single mothers? And she's a single mom. Guess which one is the single mothers? And as I looked at it, something was obvious to me, so I just put on her Instagram the one with the Ohio State sticker. <laughs> <laughs> Did you respond? I just got deleted, and I've never really? heard of her again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's how I'm like, I can't, I can't not do it. I, right. I, like, I, let, I know so, it's wrong. Yep. Saw it. Right. I know I don't know her nearly well enough to put that on the internet. Yep. Well, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I yeah. have to. That's sports, though. <laughs> right. It's supposed to create rivalries. It's right. Supposed to. But I, I just I don't know. I mean, the Ohio State rivalry. I don't know that I ever really experienced anything like that growing up in Kansas City, Missouri. We had the Raiders in the '90s, and that was a big yeah, deal. Yeah. The NFL one for the, sure. Yeah. The Raiders one was big, and of course that started to die out in later years, and they moved a bunch and whatever. Right. Uh, but for me personally, I don't know if anyone else gave a fuck. But for me personally, you know, St. Louis lost their football team. Then they got a football team again. So to me, it was like St. Louis is always a baseball town. And obviously, when the Royals played the Cardinals in the World Series, that's like the ultimate, holy shit, we better right. fucking win this thing because it's the World Series and you're playing St. Louis. I mean, forget about right. it. So that's obviously huge. But that's not going to happen all that often. So when, when they got another football team, when they got the Rams in St. Louis – I, in my mind, I'm like, this. that's a fucking baseball town, right? They're not a, yeah, we're right? supposed to be a football town. They're a baseball town. Right. They cannot beat the Chiefs, right. which they didn't play very often at all, right? But they did play a few times. And when they played, that was the one where I remember, and I don't know that anyone else around me even knew, like, Cared, they might have right. been like, who are we playing today? Right. But in my mind, I was like, Jesus Christ, that's they the can't one. lose the state rivalry, they right? Can't, yeah, like, they can't lose They can't lose that game. You can't lose football <laughs> right. to that town, to right? Louis, sure. Yeah. And so sometimes I think that stuff can be personal, you know, something that you build up in your own mind. Right. And, uh, you know, other times there's those big rivalries, and, you know, you may care, you may not. I mean, you go to Europe and the rivalries with the soccer stuff, my, my German friends how serious they take it you can't joke around about stuff and i remember thinking when i was young like god we don't get into sports the way that they get into sports because and i'm jokingly i bought this 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 sticker of their team that they hate their nemesis and i stuck it on his car window or whatever and he lost his mind and i i mean he was genuinely angry and he yeah. never gets angry at me and then as i got older i was like oh no you know what testing the waters back here it's the same it because is. he said how would you feel if you woke up to go to school and i had a raider sticker on your car and i'm like okay well i would be 
pretty fucking pissed if you right. did that. And then it, you know, I remember when we Ohio first met, you bought a hat like in the airport and it was an avalanche hat. Yeah. And I was like, take that fucking off I didn't off even your know, though. I did not know. <laughs> I knew that it wasn't head. your team, but I was in Denver. I needed a hat, and it happened to be an avalanche hat. Yeah. And you looked at me like, what the fuck? And I was like, what? And you're like, that hat. And I was like, oh, what about it? And then I found out that was your rival. Yeah. I mean, is that that's like the Red Wings it rival. It was for sure. I think it was one of the greatest sports rivalries of all time. Okay, it was a There's a documentary about it. It might be on Max. That if you get a chance to watch, you should. Okay. Like, even if you're not a hockey fan, like, it's like, oh, okay, I get it. Okay. Like, the fighting and all that stuff, it's pretty good. So, the, the game tonight, I'm, uh, like I said, I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm excited for you. I, you It'll see, I've got my shirt. I got I saw my the Michigan bat, bat shirt. One yep. more game. Took the time to make the colors correct I wore a Michigan everything. hoodie, khakis. Nice. I got my Michigan shoes on. Yep. I like Chacho's in shoes. school, and he just He's sent me a picture kicks. of his Michigan shoes on. Yeah. So I got my stuff on, go blue. Yero went to school in a purple Washington hoodie. Nice. That little motherfucker. Nice. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. He's born from Seattle. He did it because he knows. He's born You know what? It's his team, so. But it's always been his team. Right. I know. No, I know. know. He's had a ton of Washington stuff, so that makes it fun, too. Mariners guy and a UW guy. And, uh, yeah, he's been pretty loyal to all the uh, Seattle teams. Real quick, and then Mm -hmm. we can move off of sports, but. um, I'll tell you, uh, I'll give you my quick take. Uh, and then you'll be able to tell me if, if I was wrong or not. Uh, I think the game should be pretty good. I think uh, I think Michigan has to limit Washington's possessions. I think their quarterback is unbelievable. Their wide receivers are unbelievable. What people don't talk about is they have a great offensive line. I, they won the Joe Moore Award, which is the best offensive line in the country. It's going to be tough. Michigan has to fucking grind that ball out. They have to fucking run it. If, you, if we're watching this game and Blake Corum – is getting three, four, five yards of carry, Michigan's got a shot. If they're not, and Michael Penix is fucking... I mean, and I know that's obvious, but man, that Michigan has to bust three, four, five, six-yard carries and then a couple big ones, then a couple big ones, then a couple big ones, because they can't get into a shootout with them. They have to run the ball. Uh, but if they can do that at the beginning, whether Michigan's down 17-7 or not... If they're having some success running the ball and you see Washington load up and try to stop the run and that's what they do, Michigan will start throwing deep and they got a shot. Well, so I, I, 37-27 Michigan. Like I said, most, most people listening, they already know if Lazo's predictions were right or wrong. Right. You probably already know, but that's Lazo's prediction before the game. As long as they're fucking stupid teams don't start fucking fumbling the ball in the end zone and shit, well, they should you know, be over. See how, how it goes. I think they're, I think they're gonna win. I just got a feeling about it, Lazo. I don't I know, man. I don't know. Uh, we can move off sports after this, but one thing yeah. I did want to mention, and I don't know if you saw it this weekend, because isn't is Stafford the one who's didn't wasn't wasn't his crossing life? routes? Watch crossing routes against those another prediction against those Washington linebackers. They can't cover the tight end. They won't be able to cover Donovan Edwards. They won't be able to cover Blake Corm going out on passes, short passes, quick runs. They're going to have it. And then they're going to, uh, I think they'll be able to confuse. If they can move Michael Penix, if they can just get past that defensive line a little bit and make Michael Penix move. They don't have to sack him, but just make him, make him uncomfortable. If they can make him a little uncomfortable, they're going to be okay. Will Johnson, Mikey Stanistrill, Rod Moore. They're going to have big games. 
There you go. There you go. Was Lazo right? I mean, I guess you probably know. So was Stafford the one whose wife used to be in the news a lot? Yeah, she's was it, oh, it was, crazy shit. It was shit. Stafford, right? Okay. Yeah. So over the weekend, did you see the stuff about uh, Mahomes' wife, Brittany? No, what'd she do now? So <clears throat> it's another one of these. Uh, I, I looked into this, and the original video is like, I don't know, two or three months old. It's not new. So it's one of these things that someone posted, and it, it didn't go anywhere, right? It didn't go viral, and I don't think anyone talked about it. Then for some right. reason, a couple months later, boom, it starts getting shared, and suddenly it's viral. It's on TikTok. And this woman has accused Brittany Mahomes of, uh, well, basically being a bad tipper. I mean, that's what it mostly really? comes down to is that she says she's a bad a bad tipper. So it's a couple months old, but she said Mahomes was in the area uh, with her whole posse. Now, I- I'm trying to think, a couple months ago, who's her whole posse? I don't think that Taylor Swift was probably there because they said that they were wedding dress shopping and maybe okay. someone knows who who would they be wedding dress shopping for because Britney's already married at this point, right? So they already had their wedding. I remember seeing those pictures, didn't I? They're, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's official, so I wouldn't think that she'd be wedding dress shopping. Maybe people know who the, the, who she'd be with that's wedding dress shopping, but that's what they said they were doing. And that uh, she didn't rack up, or sorry, she didn't tip after racking up a bill worth over a hundred dollars. She didn't now, tip. That's what she says. Now this woman says this happens sometimes. This was the the first time she didn't tip. She says this happens sometimes. So I was willing to let the first one slide. And I'm like, maybe she just didn't like me. Maybe it was something I said. That's what she says. Okay. Um, but apparently it was not a one-off because she says uh, they now, where, were there. Did they, I'm sorry because some sort of wedding dress, her, but, wedding, wedding dress shopping with her whole posse. Uh, and I don't that, like I said, I don't know who their wedding dress. Well, I don't know. She's she's in the area to do wedding dress shopping. I don't know if she's at this bar now she and didn't they're all together. What bar and was it? She doesn't say where okay, she works. Maybe, it. and I'm guessing someone might know. I guess that's why in, I was. In confused. here, it doesn't say where she works, but she says this happens sometimes. So I'm willing to let the first one slide. She says, but they were there for almost a week and did not tip any of our staff. Now I thought, and again, someone could correct me if I was wrong about this. But I thought that this was like at a hotel or a hotel bar. Because if she's staying there with her whole posse and she said that she was staying there, then I assume this is at a, a hotel and that this girl works either as a... If she's talking about someone racking up a bill of over $100, then I, it, that doesn't sound like you're not a concierge because a concierge wouldn't say you racked up this bill right, sure. and didn't tip. I'm guessing she works somewhere in this hotel. And maybe someone found out by now, but in this article, it also doesn't say where she was. So I just... With the posse, assuming we'll just assume it's a hotel bar, and if we were wrong, people can correct us. But it, I guess it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But somebody she's been the more than once. Is that, well, she's staying there. Okay. So she says uh, there were. And she's uh, been to that bar were, several times while she's there. She was there for almost a week. Okay. So with this with this posse, and she says um, not only did she not tip, she was genuinely unpleasant. So this is after the first bill that she racked up and didn't tip. Now she's racked up another bill. Apparently didn't tip. She's unpleasant. She says I totally understand celebrities don't owe you anything, especially when you're out in public. As a public figure you should always go out thinking okay the people i interact with are clocking these interactions and they're going to remember this and i will always remember that Brittany. i only judge people based off their character and i think one of the easiest ways to judge someone's character is how they treat someone in a position lesser than them and let's just say character assessed that's the end of her quote there it says patrick and Brittany were high school sweethearts they have two children and they married in 2022 in hawaii that's right i forgot about that uh, she has now befriended pop superstar Taylor Swift, but I don't think anyone is saying that, uh, implying that Taylor Swift was at this thing. Yeah. Although it's her posse, I don't think that it's Taylor Swift including that posse. I suppose it. Could well, have I mean, been, if it was her wedding, it wouldn't have been so. because uh, Travis and. Well, this isn't the wedding though. Again, this happened a couple months ago. No, they're with a bridal. That's why I said I don't know who's getting married. That's why I kept saying oh. who's getting married. Who's getting married? I don't My know who fault. would be getting married. So. Uh, 
a couple things about this, and then we can move on. But I think you probably agree with this. I've we both defended Britney in some of these quote unquote scandals. Them, like before. some of them, I'm like, and yeah, I, I don't think she should have done that. Right. And people uh, would be like, oh, it's no big deal. I'm like, yeah, you know, like the spraying of the champagne down. I get it was a celebration, but it's still kind of like you, you know, need to do it. Just the optics of it were let them eat cake, yeah. you know. And but I defended her in the sense that I don't think she saw the optics like that. I think she saw it as, hey, I happen to be up here, but yeah, we're all celebrating, right? So I'm like, the optics are bad. Yeah. If I were to, if that were me looking back on it, I'd be like, shit, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But I don't think it was malicious, or I don't think she was, I'm better than you yeah. and anybody because of it, or Probably I'll throw not. champagne on you because you can't afford champagne. Like, I don't think that was it. I, I almost got with that one. If It almost seemed like she thought that they would like it. Like, we're spraying Yeah, right. Champagne. Like, hey, we're together yeah. in this. Yeah. I, and even though it came off different, so, but my whole thing was like, she seems like a good person. She seems like, you know, she loves Patrick Mahomes, right? Like, she's been with him since high school, so, you know, she. there's no way to say that she knew yeah, what he was going to become. That's impossible. So, you know, uh, I don't really have any problem with her. She should tip, though. Well, right, but okay, so this is my thing. And then it's, it's And then it's I don't things. know, if you know, here's the thing. Like, it's just somebody who said I'm an anonymous person. Well, she's got the video of herself. She's a server somewhere, so someone must know her, but it doesn't say uh, where she worked. Now, I, You know what? I only saw clips from that video, so maybe in the whole video, because I don't have TikTok. But it's her. Maybe it's her. It's her talking. And she's, she's like, saying, I want to tell you this story, yeah, about okay. Britney. So, um, and she's some sort of a bartender or something like that. So uh, people who work with her would know who she is, and I assume that they probably got out on social media. Oh, I know that girl. She works at this bar. And it was By more now, than once, because I have had that problem. I was in uh, Johnny's once with a record guy, and we got pretty fucking loaded. And he paid for it, yeah. right? And later on, I learned that he didn't tip. Okay. And this person was mad at me, and like I, I didn't, you know. Eventually, I ended up talking to her. I had no idea that he didn't tip. Right. I didn't know. So then she, I ended up just Venmoing her money, like here, like I don't know, you know, what, what the fuck is going on, yep. you know? Um, okay. So this article says that it's one. I actually know what I saw that this weekend too. That they said this that it's one hotel West Hollywood, whatever that is, one hotel. Like the number one hotel, West, West Hollywood. That's the name of the place. One, one hotel, hotel, West, West Hollywood. Hollywood. And that they stayed there for almost a week, like I said. So uh, I stayed in West Hollywood a lot. So I'm with you. When I first started at this job, I had not been working with you for that long. And someone called and told you that I went into an Outback Steakhouse, ordered apps, and, and I think they said apps and a beer or something like that. And then the person said, and I'll never forget this, it was like he expected it to be for free, you know, walked in like this hotshot, ordered apps and a drink, and then just expected to not have to pay for it. Yeah, I'd be and, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I remember this person telling you this. Now, whether or not that person was just trying to start shit, or whether the, which at the time I thought this person is 100% trying to start shit. They're lying to try and get Lazo right. upset with me. But then later I thought, wait a second, what if? Oh, I've stayed at this one hotel. Oh, really? But I thought, what if what, yeah. what if this person actually thinks that I was trying to get something for free? Or what if the guy so. that I was with didn't didn't pay for his stuff? You know what I mean? Like it, I went from thinking this person made it up to maybe they're not making it up. I still think they could have been, but maybe their perception was that I did try to get something for free because maybe my friend didn't pay for all of his tab or something. You know, you start running through these scenarios. Right. Did they believe that this is what happened? Because there was no way I knew that. No fucking way. Especially, you know, I was like 20 years old. Right. Walking into this bar that I thought 
that this person would go, oh my gosh, you're on the radio, let me give you free stuff. And I remember in that moment thinking, dude, you have to be extra, extra cautious because you have been to Outback, so it's possible that that person did see you there. It's also possible right. they didn't. I don't know. And we talked about up. it. Like, it's just a bad look. Right. So, so not only, like, tip over. Right. Right? Because if you're in the public spotlight at all, I'm not saying you have to go crazy with the tip, but tip over. Just, just uh, in case. Because the other part of that is, you know, at least in our jobs, I guess maybe not in hers, but to some degree, you want people to like you. Well, right. That's right? the thing we do. Like you. Yeah. So, like, tell their friends. Like, and no. I don't know about But they're like, hey, that you know, Slim Bass is a real asshole. They can be like, yeah, I don't like him on the radio, but I, you know, I did wait on him once, and he's a good tipper. That bad. word spreads fast. Right. Bad, bad stuff spreads fast, and it never right. goes away. Someone who says, I had a bad experience can tell that story for 20 yes. goddamn years and say, right. fucking asshole. I mean, and then you start thinking about, oh, man, growing up, I remember hearing stories from my older brothers about people, you know, the local weatherman or someone on radio or whatever. You'd hear these, oh, that person's a jerk. That person did this. And I'm thinking, you know, now that I think about it, all I ever heard was bad things about all those people. So then I started to put this all together. Like, the bad stuff is going to spread. That's the stuff that people are going to pick up on. And that, you know, if you were to tell me that Brittany Mahomes and some of her friends went into a West Hollywood bar and... You know, they were kind of asses, mm-hmm. right? You know, just like they were standoffish a little bit. I'd be like, well, fuck you. Yeah. You know, it's not their job to fucking chat up the bartender. They don't have to do that. Yeah. They can do whatever they want. I don't know. Maybe they were fi- Maybe they got into a fight about the fucking wedding dresses. Yeah, I have no idea right. what's going on. Uh, But the tipping thing you can control. Yeah. So if, if I hear like, oh, you know, so-and-so was in my restaurant and, you know, he was standoffish. You wouldn't talk to people. I'm like, you don't have to do that. Yeah. He does, literally doesn't have to do that. Yeah. Like, it's not, you know, he doesn't have to. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't have to. But if I hear that and you didn't tip, I'm like, why aren't you tipping? Right. Why aren't you tipping? Like, that's something where you and, just do. But here's the thing. So she's actually famous. I mean, she's hanging out with Taylor Swift. But Patrick Mahomes is a huge celebrity. If someone who does something as trivial as work at a local radio station or do the local weather on TV or whatever, yeah, if they get talked so. about, then imagine how much you're going to get talked about when you're a celebrity. So now you have celebrities, that, right. and once they pick you out, too, you know that if I can find something negative to say about Britney, that, that stuff flies. That's the other thing. Like so, You know the check's coming. Right. You know who you are. But she could have tipped. My thing is, she but literally she could have tipped. This girl could literally be making this up, and you go... Well, but would she? Someone will. I have no doubt that at least one, if not more, of the negative things we've heard about celebrities were completely fabricated. Like they said this person was a dick or said something to me or didn't tip. And they right. make it up. And then the other part of that is I bring it up is like, what happened really? Yeah. Like, so uh, I'm guessing that that story from Johnny's Tavern was Lazo didn't tip. Of course. Well, I didn't pay for it. Right. I didn't even look at the bill. Right. I was fucking shit housed. Yeah. And I had to call an Uber because I couldn't drive three blocks. I was yeah. like, it's too far. Yeah. Too far. Well, I didn't look at that. I didn't know. Right. But apparently there was waitresses who were talking about how I was a shitty tipper. Right. I'm like, I come to this place all the time. I always tip. Like, yep. what the fuck? Because the one bad thing is the thing. Exactly. One rotten apple destroys the whole batch. So you could, that story could have been out. Lazlo doesn't tip. Right. But I had no idea. So did she pay for it? Right. Did somebody else That's pay for my it? Too. Right. Was there? You know, it's some whose card was it on? Was it on Brittany Mahomes's card? You know, I right. have no idea. So my thing is, and the reason I to 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 finish this, the mm. point I, I was going to make here finally is 
When you get to a point where you are Britney and people seem to like to say negative things about you, they those stories seem to pick up, right? Yes. Yeah, a two-month-old video of a girl talking about how you didn't tip and someone finds that and, ooh, something negative about Britney. Right. That gets legs. Fox News will literally put that on their of website, course. right? So can't you get to a point where the celebrity, because she's married to a celebrity, right? Which yeah. makes her a celebrity. When you know, like, it's really hard for me to get good press. People only like to say the negative stuff about me. Don't yeah, you get that's to a point that. where you say lay low? Just lay well, low. Well, here's the other thing. And when thing. someone does give you a $100 bill, tip them $100. Right. Well, that's the thing, because that, like I was saying, that's the thing you actually can control. Right. Like, you may not be able to control your emotions all the time, right. or if you're in a bad mood or good mood, and you're good. It's life. Right. Like, I don't care how happy she is, how much love she is, and how much money she has. She could show up to Johnny's in a fucking bad mood. Exactly. And just want to fucking or make her leave that the way fuck that, alone. Someone could think that the way that she looked at you. Right. I thought that she was being man. bitchy the way she looked at me. Or, you Whatever. Know, it's a, it, everybody's a, you know, a character in their own story, yes. right? I mean, so when Brittany Mahomes comes into your bar, you're like, oh shit, I get to meet Brittany this Mahomes, Brittany right? Mahomes because it's your story. I mean, yeah. Shakespeare said it, whatever. But for her story, we don't know what was going on in her story before that. So. To me, you know, you just have to take all that with a grain of salt. If she was rude to you or wasn't rude, who the fuck knows, right? right? That I don't care about. Well, the one thing Brittany Mahomes can control is like, yeah, she was standoffish, but she tipped well. Right. That's like, all. just tip well. And then if you're worried about the other stuff, which she doesn't seem to be, then just no. lay low. I right. just, I don't understand. And it's like when you get accused of something enough times, you start to go, well, maybe some of this has merit because it's always the same thing. But I do also think that the media can say, we'd rather hear negative things about her because that's what people like to talk about. And she's got of that course. reputation now. So I get that. But man, if I'm Pat, I still think part of me is like, please just stay home. Just tip. Just, just stay tip. home and tip. Well, I remember uh, real quick when I started out on radio, I got drunk one time and... Uh, you know, got in trouble. And my program director at the time, I first started as Jackson, Florida, called me in his office and he was like, look, man, whether you like it or not, people are going to notice you when you're out now. It is what it is. So I'm not telling you don't go get fucked up and do crazy shit and fucking throw a newspaper machine through a window. I'm not telling you not to do all that stuff. Just fucking drive to Daytona and do that. Right. I'm like, that's, oh, that's, that's, he's like, don't that. do it. Just fucking drive to Daytona. Yeah. Drive to... Tallahassee, yeah. drive to Gainesville. Go fucking nuts, Go but don't do else. it right here. Yeah. There's a pain in our ass when you do it here. I'm like, you Makes got sense. it. You got it, boss. That's to me, but again, you know, with it, it's her, there ain't yeah, nowhere to go. Right. Exactly. Okay, so moving on, the thing yes. that I wanted to talk to you about, uh, I went to one of these restaurants, and you've probably seen people talking about it on social media. You've seen restaurants like this before, but you know, we got one locally that's one of these uh, very futuristic restaurants i don't remember the name of it now but it's this one's the sushi train place where you sit there it's like the conveyor belt that goes through the entire restaurant around every booth yeah i've seen you grab what you want i've been to those sushi trains before where you go in and you sit down and it's like it's a train that goes around and you sit at the thing and you grab what you want yeah this was like i've never i've seen them i've never been to one i'm too intimidated yeah you're like can i i always feel like if i'm gonna grab it people are like what are you doing you grab whatever you want you just grab I know, no one even can see what you're grabbing, so they don't know. Except the people that are with you, if I they get feel like you. I'm like, oh, I'm not supposed to touch that. Nope, I don't like anything. You, I can't, you know, take whatever you I want. And there's, there's multiples of everything. So as it's coming, but there's a screen above your seat. I mean, if you've ever seen the old Blade Runner or the new Blade Runner movie, it really does feel like you're in a restaurant out of Blade Runner. Except you know, you walk outside and it's not a, like a dystopian nightmare, but. Once you, when you're in the restaurant, it does have that feel to it. You've got this screen here. You've got this digital server. And, of course, they have the robot servers. Oh. That's, I think probably, you know, you could go maybe other places and get sushi. You could, 
I think probably actually go other places and even get a sushi train because I've been to a few places around town over the years. But the thing about this place is all the extra futuristic stuff and the the robot servers are a huge part of that because as soon as you look in and see, you know, like how busy is this place, you see the robot servers rolling around the restaurant. Right. So when you go on your screen and you order, and Lazo, you would love this. I said something about you when I was there, actually, because when I went to pay, it's like, you know, would you like to have someone come over and do this or do you just want to do it now? It literally puts up a QR code. You hold up the camera and you pay with Apple Pay. Oh, and I know nice. you like being able to pay I for do. anything with yep. Apple Pay. You've said if I can't buy it with Apple Pay, then uh, there's I a good chance I'm not going to take the time to buy it. Right. Yeah, well, you can pay for your dinner with Apple Pay. Nice. And when you order your drinks and stuff, you just boop, 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 and it says okay. And then a little bit later, this robot comes over. It scans your table. You can see it kind of looking at you like looked over at Brooke, and then it looked over at me. And then once it knew that we were the right people, it turned around, and when it turned around, boom, there's our drinks that we ordered, our Mr. Pibbs or whatever, and okay. it's, it's, it's fun. But it got me thinking about futurism, and you know, this is something that I think they said this company is like the place that I was at. It's a chain that's international. It's in other countries. I think they're in Thailand and Japan. And that's what I'm saying. I think It's like Cora or Cora or something. Someone okay. will know. It starts with the K. It's one word. It's something Where like that. It? This one's on the plaza, actually, okay. the Country Club Plaza. Um, but it got me thinking about. I've never been to Japan. I've seen videos. I've never been to South Korea, and I've seen videos. Uh, Have you been to North Korea? I've not. <laughs> but I know that beautiful that this time of year. Japan and 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 South Korea and some countries they're very uh, they're futurists, right? And they're very futuristic. They're into futuristic stuff. And like with Japan, they love robots. And part of making the future happen, if we're gonna have a future that we saw in those sci-fi movies 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, even you know, 80 years ago, you got to start trying. And I feel like Japanese are have always kind of been leading the way and saying, we'll try. Maybe the rest of the world thinks, you know, we don't have the technology, we're not ready for robots, but we'll try robots. We're going to get it figured out. Whenever you go and look online, and I'm sure, you know, Lazo is a guy, you've probably gone online at least once every year, once every six months and say, you know, can we have sex with robots yet? Whenever you get those updates on robots, it's almost always, here's what they're working on in Japan, right? Right, sure. Here's, and so I think it's a lot more futuristic over there, and part of it is just embracing it and the desire, like, hey, we want to have the future. Now, if you don't have to have, I don't know if the robot waiters are a good thing or a bad thing for the company in the sense that, does it actually help them with staff? I think it brings people in out of curiosity because sure. it's part of the appeal, right? Do you actually need them? How much do they cost? I don't know. But I think there are certain cultures that are just like, we want to get this stuff rolling because we want to live in the future. We sure. want it to happen during our lifetimes. And I saw this thing where USA Today took a bunch of different articles, uh, uh, excerpts from books, even people that were like self-help gurus. And it's, but it's all from 100 years ago. They found predictions about where we would be in 100 years from 100 years so ago. So 1920. 1924. They found 1924. all these different... Yeah. Coming out of the Great Depression? Is that it? Or going into You'd be it? Getting uh, ready to go into it because you got the Roaring Twenties. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they would be getting ready to go into it. And and there were you know predictions just like anything, just like sci-fi. Some people think it's going to be great. Some people think it's going to be awful. One of the things that I saw, one of the first things I, I read in the article is there, there was a guy um, who said that he's very worried about our diet at the time back in 1924. I don't know what they were eating, but he was very worried about food. And I guess just because we had, had industrialized food, started industrialized food at this point. So suddenly you're not just eating what your neighbors give you, what you can farm and things like that. You're going to the grocery store and getting all these things. So he was very worried about all of us getting very fat. He thought that we might even lose our teeth. 
mm-hmm. we would just lose our teeth and that we would stop getting tall. He thought that men would be much shorter than they were 100 years ago, which actually kind of worked out to be the opposite because I think we right. continued to get taller. But he thought that we would basically get short fat and that we would lose all of our teeth, which is, you know, the Wally thing. They were kind of like in the chairs. And right, they were fat. Sure. I don't think they lost their teeth. But, you know, you get the basic idea. One person said that... Um, he was a USC uh, professor. So this is like, you know, some of these people are actually just writing into a newspaper, but this guy's a USC professor or was. He said horses will be gone. They will go extinct. And this was mm. at a time when, you know, the car is just starting to gain sure. popularity at this point. So he was like, without so the need for close. horses. It, without it, the what need- he didn't realize was that, you know, we'd have some sort of affinity for them. Yeah. He thought that the only place, he said... Because he didn't, he says extinct, but he didn't mean it because he said that there would still be some horses, but they would only be in zoos. They'd be endangered right. species okay. that you could only find in zoos and that they would keep alive for that purpose. It is kind well, of crazy. he didn't see that Richard Gere movie, did he, with no, the he wild horses Knights on the beach? Knights of Rodante or whatever. Yeah, huh? Right? Is that the right one? I think it is. Gives me a romance boner every time. Every time. You ever get a romance boner? Yeah, sure. sure. I, can, I can get into chick porn. Uh, Working from home. So this is a pretty good prediction from 100 years ago because this person, it was a book called Wireless Possibilities, and this person had to predict essentially the internet, which he did. You know, there were predictions about the internet. I've seen that video from the 60s that people share online. I know it's big on YouTube. You can go watch it where they show the home of the future, and you see people shopping from home, and it almost looks like they're using a microfish machine, but the idea was clearly this is the internet. They just didn't know what to call it, but they're looking at something that isn't there. They're ordering something that isn't there, and that something is going to come to their home. You know, it's a pretty good prediction when there was no internet. And, And especially if you're going back another 30 years, this guy predicting... The internet is pretty impressive, but he said, we're going to be able to work from home. And uh, the book, I think, was actually something about... Uh, the book was called Wireless Possibilities. And he said, there's a couple of great things that come from this. We'll all work from home. There's no need to go to the office. And then the other good thing from this is that for the, the man, he says, who objects to the large city, people that don't like cities... He said, this will be great because now you can conduct business from the comfort of your own home. So right. cities will die off because you won't need to be in the city for anything. Right. And there is something to that. The cities did, especially with, I mean, we saw whatever years those started, the 60s and 70s, when you started to see the suburban sprawl, all that I mean, growth of public go, transportation yeah, going I mean, away. With and, the exception of major metropolitan cities, New York, Chicago, yeah. like, you know, you can look at those cities now, look at those pictures from the 1920s where everybody was walking to work yeah. and... The streets just packed. That's not that's not a thing anymore. No. Well, and even those cities, they went through kind of uh you know, people were moving out of those cities. New York right. in the 80s, you know, you could get an apartment a little bit cheaper then. It wasn't sure. too terribly long ago. So, yeah, it, it happened. Of course, yeah, there was some desire. Uh, they talk about millennials wanting to move back closer to cities because they didn't like uh, driving so far and all that stuff. So some of that stuff did happen, but that would have been a lot harder to predict. Now you're talking about trends in like, Right. You know, generational fads and, and trends and, and desires. But the actual, do you need the city? He was right about that because they all, if you look at cities like grew up in, in Kansas City, we had public transportation that went away and that happened in a lot of cities, right? And it's like, okay, well, we're moving this far out and now we've moved even what with, with the car, really everything changed. And when countries decided we're going to embrace the automobile and we're going to build cities around automobiles, right. That changed everything, and you didn't need suddenly to be close because you could drive there. And actually, there was a prediction from 100 years ago. Where was it? A guy talking about uh, cars. Uh, cities will be totally rebuilt around cars. So um, 
this was a Swedish architect that was writing about this, said in the city of 100 years from now, I see three deck roads, speedways through the heart of town. Okay. He's writing about all these things. And skyscrapers, skyscrapers with entrances for automobiles as high as 15 stories for automobiles. That's all correct. Right. He's talking about parking garages and uh, you know highways, interstates. You know, I don't know about the uh, the three deck road. Well, yeah, there's you know there's areas, there's close, yeah. get, you know, like in downtown Seattle where we had the sure. uh, whatever parkway. You're you know yeah. pancaked over one another. But yeah, he was right about all that. And once America and a lot of other countries decided we're going to totally embrace this, that was the biggest change. I think of the last hundred years, cars changed the way cities look more than any other single thing because we were able to move wherever we wanted, and suddenly. It, you know, these suburban homes that would have been useless before because how are you going to get to work? You, you can't get to work right. from here. You can't catch the trolley. You can't catch the, the bus or whatever. Doesn't matter now. I've got a car. So that changed everything. Uh, so another prediction here. This is from the New York Daily News, 1924. This person said women would be in charge and men will be at home raising the kids. Uh, this guy said women will occupy all the highest positions and men will do only physical labor or they will be staying home to, quote, wait on the babies and mind the pets. So they'll become... We uh, still might get there. Says, well, we've obviously gotten a lot closer. Right. And they put in this USA Today thing, we're trending that way because, as I'm sure you've seen, women continue to outpace men with college degrees. I mean, they get more now. They've already right, beat sure. men. So women are more likely to, to actually get their college degree and, and finish than men are, and they continue to widen that gap. So as more and more women become the ones who are educated, and fewer and fewer men. That's basically, I mean, this guy's saying that physical labor, men will be doing physical labor. Yeah, well, if this keeps going the way that it's going, you're not too far off. And the ones who aren't doing physical labor because their wives or girlfriends or whatever are making tons of money with their college degree, I guess you can stay home and take care of the kids if that's what she right. wants to do. But we are trending that way. It just didn't happen totally in 100 years. Someone else said that they will absolutely have a limit on how many kids will be allowed to have in 100 mm. years, which... China did for a while, they right? Did. This was a person who worked at the Department of Agriculture, an official there, said, look, there's not going to be enough food to go around. No matter what kind of advancements we make in farming and everything else, if we keep growing at this rate, there won't be enough food. We're going to starve to death. So we're going to have to limit births by some manner in 2024. Right. I don't know what that number would be. We don't because one thing I don't think they predicted was Social Security and the, the social safety nets that just about every country depends on, which is we got to have way more young people working to right. take care of the old sure. people who aren't working because you can't have an even number. You can't have 100 retired people for 100 working people because work. it doesn't work that work. way. you got to have a lot That's more. That's why we're in the problem we're in now, too, to some degree. I mean, Gen yes. X was small. Right. And it's, you know they're the ones who, we, me being Gen X, are the ones who are trying to get that money to the boomers. Yep. We should see that turn around when millennials are giving it to Gen X. There'll be much more of them. Well, <clears throat> the birth rates still, though, just never quite... Kept, this is like the Elon Musk argument. We need more kids, more kids, more kids, because how are we going to take care of these people? In France, when they change this retirement age thing, it's because they just don't have enough people of the but right the age in the workforce. But the millennials are a lot more there are, than the Gen X. There so. are. But, so when Gen X gets older, you're saying, yes. then they'll be in a little better position, and that right. could be. But most countries have been trying pretty pretty hard for the last 20 years to say, hey, you know, have kids. D does the planet need more people? That's the argument that people who are anti-kids will always say, well, I, you can't tell me that environmentally we need more people. You've got global eh. warming and all these issues. It's I've like, driven no, through Kansas. Not, There's plenty of room. <laughs> right. Put them they're all not, there. They're not saying that 
It's the best thing for the planet. The people that need more kids or want more kids are saying, we need it to, to keep things going, to keep the government operating sure. the way it's operating, and to protect senior citizens and to protect you when you're and retired. because we're living a lot longer. Right, because people are living well, a lot longer. Now you've got Social Security lasting a lot longer. Yeah, speaking of living a lot longer, of course, that was one of the uh, predictions. This person was a British politician, and uh, he said in the 1920s that we would live to be at least 100 years old. That's a quote. And he said that in 100 years, by the 2020s, you will be feeling very, fairly young at 75. I don't think that we got there exactly. It's funny because this is from the 1920s. I was in high school in the 1990s, and I had a high school uh, science teacher. And I remember the very first day of class, he's getting to know us. We're doing like the introductions. And he said something about, well, all of you should expect to live to be 100. That's mean that you guys are all going to live to be 100. I was like, oh, well, that's fantastic, right? All these advancements. And he's like, everything is advancing exponentially, and you guys will all live to be 100. That's just an expectation now, you know, barring accidents and things like that. And now that I'm at 40, I'm like, I don't know. You see that average lifespan actually come down a year. They worry about that. We're worried about the next generation. Their average lifespan could actually be coming down a little bit because of diabetes and other things. So we need some more actual magic bullet cures, I think. We, yeah, we you know, haven't we're still really kind of had using any of those. The big, the big, you've got huge advancements in medicine, I know. And people sure. will quick to say, this cancer diagnosis killed 90% of people in 2000, and now uh, 90% of people survive it. So I right. get it. It's we don't tend well, to pick up on unless it's a magic thing. bullet. Exactly. It has to right. be like, look, I came out with a shot, and this shot prevents or cures this cancer. Cancer, exactly. Right. And then you know Although we're close. I mean, you said the diabetes thing. They're like, just shoot that Ozempic in you. Right. So you, you know? have the weight loss thing there right. now. And, and that's diabetes. I mean, that right. that's what I mean. That's going to so. help with that. So uh, and now that they have that and without how much money they have, that seems to me to be one that they're going to be like, we got this. Yeah. Like, and, and probably pretty quick. Yeah. And you've got vaccines that I don't think get enough credit, like the vaccine for... Um, Oh, HPV, right? That right, prevents sure. cervical cancer. And is it cervical or yes. ovarian? Cervical cancer, right? Cervical cancer yeah. and uh, other, I think maybe a couple other kind of cancers. You know, everyone saw that when it came out as a, oh, it's, you know, trying. It's it, There were people who are so scared to talk about sex, the same people that say no sex ed in school, that, you know, I, that woman who ran for president, Bachman or whatever her name was, remember oh, when she yeah. said something about, isn't it making kids. Uh, uh, deformed. Or I, I don't remember what she said. Turn kids off to sex. They're like, wait, what? You got warts down there? Right. That's a risk. That's a risk. And maybe that's part of what they just don't want to come out and say it. But they're like, we need this to keep these kids scared from having sex. Right. They're not worried about not cancer. Scared. Gross. Right. Uh, someone from a hundred years ago. Well, actually, it was you. You've heard this name because he was a huge movie mogul, D.W. Griffith, like the from the silent era. Okay. I think he's probably the biggest name. I hear that name a lot when they talk about the silent era. Like he was the name. But D.W. Griffith said, 100 years from now, we will end all wars. And he said specifically because of movies, that movies are a universal language. Movie pictures are a, a universal language. It helps us to understand one another. And he said by 2024, movies would have played such a big part in, a, what does he say here? What's the exact quote? Uh, eliminating from the face of all uh, of the civilized world all armed conflict. So no more wars because we've found a way to communicate with each other and break down these barriers through movies. And I think that there probably is some truth to us Mm. understanding each other a little bit more through media. The problem is one of the things he's not predicting there is censoring 
media, right? Certain things not being allowed in, certain things and not being allowed And us also out. making movies where the Russians We're are bad and the Middle Easterns are bad, right? Yep. So, you know. So, but, you know, I wonder how much that does play into, we always talk about, like, once nukes came around, it was mutually assured destruction, and we had all these years of relative peace because there's this right. known threat that, you know, you could be destroyed. If I destroy you, you're going to destroy me, and that that may have actually kept us safe. But I'm sure, I, I definitely thought... When I was a kid and the internet started to take off, I thought as a child, well, this will fix so many problems because we'll all have access to the same information and we'll all be able to communicate with one another directly. I thought if you live in some area where your government is a is a, a authoritarian regime and they censor things, well, how are they going to be able to censor the internet? I really thought that. They can't censor the internet. So you'll have access to this information. You'll know your government's right. no good. What I didn't realize is they can censor. No, they the can censor the right. internet. I just didn't see that coming. I thought just plug your computer in. And there is something to that. I know like people that live in Russia will use VPNs and stuff to get right. information but that not isn't enough. official, but it's not enough, exactly. And if you live in a place like North Korea, I don't think a lot of people in the you know, private sector there are going home and paying for VPNs. I could be wrong. So the world peace thing, uh, not quite. Although they might think that the Number of years that we've had without a world war is good, you know, without a major yeah, war sure. in Europe. Although, you know, we've got some pretty they went serious stuff a couple of them pretty quick. Pretty quick. And they, and they would say it's, it was always a risk. You've got all these countries right here next to each other and their borders, you know, they're right. surrounded by sometimes people that they absolutely hate, sometimes people that they just went to war with. And so there was always this risk of what is the next thing in their government going to look like? Is it going to be a uh, monarchy is it going and who's it going right. to be and will we end up going to war with them they were going to war with each other all the time so you know that carried over into modern wars when we got world war one and world war two and those are the ones that we talk about but there had always been this risk of conflict and uh you know again i'm not trying to downplay what's happening in ukraine or what's happening in the middle east right now with israel and i i get it but i'm saying if you just look back big picture last 80 years relative relative calm right right no, no, nothing major knock on wood here uh now there's the other person who's a little less optimistic this person was the president of the american chemical society slightly different take said constant war everywhere mm. he thought futuristic weapons would mean that all major cities would constantly be under attack now all major cities are not constantly under attack kind but, of but you do, have drones. you do have attack. drones. Well, you do have drones blowing stuff up. And, well, terrorism. I mean, but, yeah, if he's he's talking about, you know, this idea of you're constantly going to be it. fighting off lasers or whatever. But I, I think it, drones but... are certainly futuristic. You've got an unmanned vehicle up there that can just go find a very specific spot and drop a bomb sure. right there where it needs to. Or even fire a weapon right there where it needs to. Take out a wedding party or whatever it is. So there is that, and especially we say we're not under constant threat, but there are people in other parts of the world that would say we are under constant threat. Anytime we hear a exactly. noise, we think it could and be I a think, drone. You know, just click that just a little bit. I mean, he was making that prediction, but with the he's saying with the sophistication of weapons and people being able to get them. Well, you know, mass shootings. Yeah. Right. Like you know, like I'm not saying he got it right, but some of that plays. Well, I think right? one of the things he didn't predict again is nuclear weapons because. I, I see what he's saying, like you've got these futuristic weapons and now you've all got them so you can fire something across the world, which you can do. The problem is we also all have nukes. So if you do right. that, you could start a nuclear conflict, mutually assured destruction. Sure. I'm, maybe I won't blow up their building today. I, I feel like that's probably part of it because I, I, I'm assuming that that's 
his his thought process is we could shoot something across the world and hit it. Well, we can. And he just thought, well, if you can, then you will. You'll all right. be doing it constantly, sure. right? But part of the reason we don't is, I think, because of nukes. And then you had the person who said, we'll all be flying Look, to man, work. Michigan is playing fucking Washington tonight. I know. I got to go but piss. Pe- pe- people hearing this, they already know what happened. I was trying to give them something that isn't, you know. Yeah, we know. Why don't they you won. predict that? They lost. I already did. I said they're going to win. How it's the score? Uh, 28-24. Mm, what do you think? That's pretty good. Well, what would be your prediction? 37-27. Okay. Not bad. Did you put money on it, or are you not allowed uh, to? I'm in the process. You see me go to my phone. I'm in the process of making all my bets. Laszlo. What? Well, I'm superstitious. You're not superstitious. Whatever. I don't know. Are you Who are, are you betting on Michigan? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I want you to enjoy it. So if that means that a win also... Brings great wealth. Yes. Are you going to bet something big? Or bet I'm, some of these I'm, parlays I'm so, and yeah, stuff? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Good. Well, yeah. All right. Let's go Michigan and yeah. uh, let's go flying cars. I'd like to see that. That would be nice. The robot waiters are nice, but we've talked about this flying car or, or just a fucking jetpack. I know everyone says the jetpack thing, yeah. but Lazo and I have talked about this, just the two of us off the air, walking out of the building like, why the fuck? Can't we just push a button and pfft, Yes. Fly back to our house directly. Give me a drone that I fly. Why am I not hanging from a drone? Seems I just easy. strap into the drone. It doesn't have to be a jet. That's fine. And the drone just flies me right back to the house. Why can't we do that? Laz would be able to visit so many more places. He'd be on the Missouri side checking stuff out mm, all the time. I don't know about that. The Church of Laszlo. And that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Toxic and Problematic is brought to you by Mitra 9, Kratom, and Kava. Visit mitra-9.com and use promo code PROBLEMATIC for 25% off your order. Thank you to Direct Computer Outlet in Mission, Kansas for making our Twitch stream possible. Music graciously provided by Kid Computer. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st.
Toyota. Let's go places.